The Water Coolest daily financial newsletter is now powered by Barstool Sports. It's the only newsletter that I read every morning to stay informed on what the hell is going on in the markets. You can check it out at barstool.link slash watercoolest. That's barstool.link slash watercoolest. W-A-T-E-R-C-O-O-L-E-S-T. Hi guys, welcome back to Tea with Publicity, another fabulous Tuesday. I have some weird stories for you guys that I just thought I would share today. And then we will get into an interview with Batsheva from My Unorthodox Life on Netflix. She's so cute. We were social media friends and we met today in real life. So my interview with her will follow. And then I did do the Ask Alyssa segment with her and I thought she was just like the perfect person to get her advice because she obviously has such a different perspective than me um though it wasn't that different than mine which I was surprised about and then as always we will wrap with spilling the tea so stay tuned until the end um and yeah let me just jump in by explaining to you what the hell happened to me this week because there was a lot and then I want to tell you about a past story that um came to my mind that I've been dying to tell the tea tribe about and now is the time Okay, so let me paint a picture. I'm leaving work, like middle of the afternoon, heading home, and a little boy walks up to me. He's about seven, I would say. And first of all, he walked onto the subway alone, which was the first weird thing. Like, this little kid should not be on the subway by himself. And he walks up to me, and he first goes up to the guy across from me, and I just hear the guy say, like, I'm sorry, I don't have any money. And then the kid walks away, and then he walks up to me, and I see he has a clipboard, and he's obviously trying to sell something. So I said, he said, can I ask you a question? So I said, of course, yeah, you could ask me a question, but I'm really sorry, like, I don't have any cash on me. And he looks at me, and he goes, well, fuck you then. And I was like, did this seven-year-old just say fuck you to me? I was flabbergasted I also was trying to like hold in my laughter because it was just so outrageous that I was like what just happened so I'm watching him walk down the one train saying fuck you to every single person in his path (laughs) and one by one like we're all wearing masks so you know you can't like mouth things to one another but you know you could just read people's eyes one by one like the woman to my right looks at me after he curses her out And like her eyes widen and she's like, did that just happen basically? And I'm like, yes, same thing happened to me. And we're not talking, but we're doing all the talking with our expressions. And then I just like, for whatever reason, just got into a laughing fit. Like I just thought it was so funny. And the guy across from me sees me losing it. So then he starts to lose it. (laughs) And he like pulls down his masks and he's like, did that kid just tell you to fuck off and I was like yes I can't believe it (laughs) we're just all cracking up so I get off the platform I make a TikTok about it someone comments on my TikTok and I didn't say which train I was on I just said I was on the subway and she goes was this on the one train because my husband was also on the one train and came home from work an hour after he posted your TikTok and told me the exact same story happened to him so This is my warning. If you're in New York on the one train, there's a little kid going around verbally, um, you know, attacking everyone. But he's innocent. And honestly, I feel bad because, like, I'm sure his parents put him up to it. This poor kid should not be out there doing this by himself. And I honestly, if I had cash, I would have given him some. 
but I didn't. And he was not happy about my response. Um, so while we're talking about aggressive things, there is a story that I've been wanting to share for quite some time. And I haven't told it. And I was going through my notes today because I have this like list of stories on my notepad of like things I want to share on the podcast. And I was like, today feels like a good day. So <laughs> I, when I was living two apartments ago, no, three apartments ago, this was a while ago, when I had first started, um, I think becoming like a full-time employee, like working for myself full-time, I would get tons of packages because that's just the nature of the business. Brands send you products. They want you to review them. They hope that you could post them for free. So still to this day, I get like five packages a day. Like it's really absurd. A little less now because I've moved so many times that I think the brands no longer know which address to send things to. But back in this time, I was getting five packages a day. And I had these doormen that were just nasty and like I am sorry I purposefully moved into a doorman building because I knew I got so many packages and I don't want them getting stolen and it's important for me to have someone there to sign for them and my doorman would constantly get mad at me for having packages and I'm like I'm sorry like this is what am I supposed to do that's like I don't even mean to be um like demeaning or anything but like their job literally is to sign for my packages and then I go pick them up and they would get mad at me they would give me attitude all the time so I always had beef with this one doorman because if I was traveling for like two three days he would I would come home and be like hey I can I pick up my packages and he would be like oh no yeah I sent them back like what do you mean you sent them back he's like well you weren't here for two days so I returned them I'm like I'm traveling. Like, what do you mean you sent my packages back? Like, he was just so unprofessional, and it was so weird, and he always had beef that I had packages. So one day, I'm, I'm upstairs, and a brand sent a, um, like, courier service, I think it's called, like a delivery person versus, like, a UPS or, or a FedEx. Like, it's actually a person that hand delivers something. And I get a call from the man delivering the package, and he's like, excuse me, um, I called the cops and your doorman punched me in the face <laughs> and I couldn't get your package to you. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. like rewind, like <laughs> what do you mean my doorman punched you in the face? So then my phone starts ringing and it's my doorman. So then I pick up the phone and my doorman's like, your delivery man assaulted me. He came after me and I'm like, what is going on? And like, how am I roped into this? Like, this has nothing to do with me. I get it's my package, but like, I wasn't involved in the fight. So it turns out the delivery guy had a package for me and the doorman wouldn't take it for, I don't get it. Like they're, I just don't understand. They wouldn't take the package. So the delivery guy, I guess, was being a little forceful. Like, you need to take this. You need to take this. My doorman got wound up, whatever. Somehow, my doorman... Oh, no, the delivery guy punched the doorman in the face. That's what happened. <laughs> the delivery... It's, like, not funny, but it is. The delivery guy punched the doorman in the face. My doorman had a black eye. And then the delivery guy takes off and... 
but now I'm like on the phone with the company trying to like I'm like are the cops coming like I don't really know I didn't witness any of this but whatever long story short they hated me even more after that and like to this day I'm scared to walk past that building because these doormen hate me so much and I know I had no control over this delivery man punching my doorman but on top of them already sending my packages back thinking I get too many to begin with I'm like what is going on here like just sign for the freaking packages like what is the problem so I wanted to share that um moral of the story I guess there really is no moral of the story other than finds nice doormen it is important and I've yet to really figure it out because my current building the the package people also hate me I I don't I don't know I'm very nice I try I try to be thankful (laughs) I don't know why they hate me I'm sorry that I get so many packages (laughs) if I don't go for like three days they'll roll their eyes and be like oh yeah you have eight packages like okay I'm sorry sorry for having an addiction to Amazon like so I just wanted to tell you guys that. So yeah, those are a few aggressive stories to start your Tuesday. Um, And I hope that you guys enjoy this upcoming episode with Batsheva. Just a reminder, my home decor merch is out now. So go to the link in my bio, um, in my Instagram, wherever you want to find it. It's in all my bios. And I have home decor merch out. We have the two... Um, journals one that says self-care club one that says manifest we have two extremely comfortable blankets and a mug that says spill the tea and then posters so if you're in college or if you just want a little home decor check all of that out Um, everything like I said is linked in bio so we will get into the interview now and then don't forget to join me at the end of the episode because we will spill some tea okay guys I am here with Batsheva Hart so excited to hey, meet everyone. Um, social media friends turned now yes. IRL friends. <laughs> I love that. That's like my one of my favorite kinds of friendships. It's, it's such an easy way to meet people now with like TikTok and social media and everything. It's amazing. It's like a whole new networking kind of thing. And like you already feel like you know the person. So yeah. when you meet them, it's just like you know you're going to get along because like it's you so feel true. like you know them. Like I see you hanging out with people I know. I'm yeah. like, oh, okay. We're like running the same circle. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, so your mom was here yesterday on Air. America's podcast mm-hmm. and I'm so happy to have you because once I watched your show my unorthodox life I was like I need to have a conversation with either you or your mom or your sister or someone because I'm just like so fascinated but we talked about this a little bit off air I want to ask you some questions that you don't get asked in every okay. interview I'm because excited. it's all the same right it is it's a lot of the same but then people will still ask me those questions in my dms and I'm like Okay, like I guess people like haven't heard any of Just anything. Point them to an interview. Yeah, exactly. I used to. Some people always used to ask me like, "What's your career story?" And like one of my old like first podcasts was like my career journey. By the end of it, I would just be like, hey, um, here's a link. Here's a link. You can just go here and I am totally about that. Or like, what are you wearing on your face? I'm like, I actually have a YouTube on that. It's links all my products. Here's a link. You could go check it out. It's just easier at some point. So I think the interesting thing about you is that you actually had a social media following prior to the show blowing up, which is like pretty admirable because a lot of people, it's the opposite for them. Yeah. And from the show my understanding is that that's something like your mom kind of instilled in you like if you want to work in social media then prove to me like oh yeah you could work in social media 
Definitely. Yeah. She was like for a while I was just a student to her. And then like once I established myself in the industry, she was like, this is my daughter. She does social media. And I was like, yeah, she actually knows what she's doing. Yeah. She created this brand. Exactly. OK, there's something you do in your TikToks. And I need to know if this is like a trick of the trade. OK, you like cut off your last like word. That is something that I've noticed that people do. Like do you do that intentionally. So yes. we get another view. Yeah. Like, so it keeps mm-hmm. replaying. Yeah, definitely. That's what I've seen people do who who do, like, speaking TikTok kind of thing. I've noticed people do that. And I'm yeah. like, do I need to just start cutting myself off to get more views? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I think people are like, wait, what? And then they're already listening to your next thought. So yes. it kind of, like, keeps them. Like, and I, then you I, get two views instead of exactly. one. And, like, nobody has any time anymore. Like, they have no patience mm-hmm. whatsoever. So, like, if you're not constantly, like, filling in those gaps, like – People aren't going to wait for a pause. That's, that's what so I feel. True. At least. Yeah, that's a good tip. Yeah. Well, because you did grow to over a million followers on TikTok, and it's admirable because I've been stuck at like it's half a million for yeah. so long. And I think it's mostly because like TikTok kind of puts you into a box where it's like once you produce fashion content, if you're not producing fashion content, then your videos fail. It's really annoying. <laughs> so it's tough and like without getting into TikTok too much. But I just thought that was interesting because just as someone who like consumes social media mm-hmm. is in it and then watching you on the show, I'm like she definitely it's thought out. Like you're not just creating TikToks and getting lucky. Like I could tell their yeah. strategy. Yeah, yeah, it. definitely. Lots of strategy. You have to think because I feel to. like especially TikTok is like more of a creator and then like a consumer app you're not Mm. just like most people aren't just like uploading something like they do on Instagram for their friends I mean some people do but for the most part I feel like people are coming on there to be entertained or to learn or some sort of emotional reason they want to get so I feel like you have to really put something out there that people are interested in watching do you get that business savvy like from your mom Definitely, like, work hard. Both my parents are, like, really, like, always instilled that in us, that, like, you need to work hard. And my mom raised us very independently. Like, I mean, random things. Like, I always made my own, like, doctor's appointments once Mm -hmm. I got. Like, I registered myself for sleepaway camp once I was old enough. So, like, once my mom felt we were, like, mature enough to take care of a responsibility, she gave us that responsibility. Whereas my husband's, like, mom was ordering him contacts when we got married. And I'm like, no. Like, you're a big boy. You can take care of this. It's, I mean he was 19 but still true fair. he still was but it's funny you say that because I remember even like when I was out of college or like my first time living in the city at like 23 I'd be like mom I gotta come home to go to the doctor like instead of just getting a doctor in the city yeah. I'd like go home to New Jersey to go to the doctor and it's not until you like are forced yeah yes, until you're forced or like that independence wasn't necessarily like instilled in me For until sure. I was like okay I got it this is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I remember as a kid, like, being annoyed about it. But now as an adult, I'm really thankful that my yeah. mom did that test because, like, I'm able to take care of myself and, like, be on top of those things. And I think it made me better at just, like, being my own, like, entrepreneur to yeah. I have to be on top of my shit. Are, there, are we allowed to curse on here? Yeah, you can okay. curse. Um, and because no one else is going to do it for you. And I think, like, you know, you know like, you're your own boss. So mm-hmm. if you're not working, then – you're not making money and nobody's telling you to do anything so you have to like light that on fire under your ass to be like okay we're gonna do this today and get it done I feel like you've had probably such like a transformative few years given the fact that you came from like an ultra like religious environment which is obviously showed on the Netflix show 
and now like you're like you just said like can I curse like were you even allowed to curse like what like oh, how no. much has changed for you and like how is it to even own, start like owning that and be a different person is it kind of like um do you even take yourself aback sometimes like oh my god yeah I think like sometimes like even just like today like walking in like wearing a top like this like I wouldn't wear something like this even last year so like just like being confident that like I get to make decisions for mm-hmm. myself and like do what I want to do speak how I want to speak all those things like definitely I remember I like never was around curse words at all I remember like my friend in high school once said like jerk around me and I remember being like oh my god like my parents are gonna kill you if like, you so say offended. like yeah. the word jerk which is like a horrible word <laughs> I remember <laughs> begging my parents to say the word crap when I was little oh my god <laughs> I was like mom Chelsea's allowed to say crap why can't I like why can't I and they're like because you're not like yeah, I'm sorry exactly. but you can't say no it. it's good I think as a kid you should learn like yeah. some words are not appropriate for you yeah. Um, But even now, like, on TikTok, some sounds, like, I won't use, even if they're really popular, because, like, I feel like I have a young audience. Like, I'm not going to say, like, I'm not going to say fuck on my TikTok. Like, for me, I feel like... still instilled in you. Yeah, like, I I don't know. Even though I see these, like, 15-year-olds who are, like, you know, doing whatever. I know. And I'm like... Okay. <laughs> I think there is a fine line. Like, yeah. If I was a parent, like, I wouldn't really want my children using those sounds either. Like, yeah. there's a fine line, but now you are an adult and, like, you've come to this point where you're making your own decisions. And I think yeah. it's it's your choice. Like, if you want to, like, not be super vulgar. Like, I'm not very vulgar. No. Like, I don't get on my podcast and talk, like, openly about sex and this and that. Like, you know, I'll tell right. stories here and there, but I'm not super vulgar like some other people Mm -hmm. and that's my personal preference and I think you're allowed to make that choice make that choice yeah it it was interesting seeing you like kind of struggle with your choices and then also I did have empathy for your husband because I felt his support the whole time throughout but it was also like it's a lot for him for sure I know whenever people are like hard on him I'm like guys like you have to understand, like, where we came from was, like, somewhere different. So that's why I was understood where he was coming from until the point where I was like, okay, I gave you, like, that amount of time, and, like, now you have to be on board. And now he's on board. Well, and I had empathy for him because you're taught something your entire life, and then he married you, and, like, your family kind of decided, like, we're going to step away. And he's your partner, so he did that with you. But for him, it's like it was a joint decision, whereas, Mm -hmm. like – you came to that decision on your own with your family. Right. He's just along for the ride. So I understand why he had more hesitance because it's like basically turning your back on everything you've learned. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, exactly. It was a big move for him. And I think in general, like some people are more open to change and I, I'm yeah. more open to it. And it's a little bit like he takes smaller steps in that area. And, like, I know that. So mm. I feel like, you know, he's my person. Like, I'm going to give him that time. Yeah, grace. Um, whereas other people in my family were like, oh, my God. You know? Well, because everyone moves on different timelines. Exactly. Like, they have different comfortability levels. Does Do you feel like the show coming out now has made you even more open to wear things that you didn't wear or, like, own your truth? Now that it's kind of, like, not the secret anymore, what you've gone through. It's like you can't hide it. The world knows. Yeah, I feel like it wasn't – it's more like my steps that I've taken have been slow. So it's more been like my own personal – not mm. nothing to do with the show. Whereas like some now, sometimes people will be like, oh, my God, but like look at what you're wearing now. I'm like, yeah, the, sh- the show was filmed. Like 
almost two years ago you know like I was at a different place or my family they're like oh we saw your dad's wedding and like he looks like this and that I'm like yeah well my parents got separated like nine years ago I grew up in a total just because we're one way now doesn't mean I was like that growing up Mm. so like people change um and I feel like wherever I've been like I've always been open in terms of like what I'm wearing but I Mm. never like spoke about anything about my journey on my social media so that was kind of like new for me I I did like a TikTok like here and there about it because I knew that like on TikTok you know like people can't reach you as much yeah like I mean, I know there's DMs, but, like, they have – I think you have to be follow or, like, yeah, accept Yeah, you can kind of close them off yeah. to the public from, from accessing so, you. Yeah, so, like, for Instagram, like, I never – like, I would – whenever I do a Q&A, people would always ask me questions, and I'm, like, not talking about it, not talking about it, because I didn't want to share. Like, I didn't want people's feedback on mm. it. Um, because people have so many opinions. Exactly, and I'm, like, this is my journey. This is my choice. Like, I don't care what you think, and I'm not, like, interested in bringing you into this conversation. So are – people I want to understand like the religion a little bit more but are people inside the religion like they still have social media and stuff right no not necessarily because like, I'm wondering where if- I went to high school we did not like we weren't allowed to have Facebook or MySpace mm. or any of those things like I didn't have any social I mean or it, like phones even so we had phones but we weren't allowed to have them in school we would have to like put them like in the front desk when we would come in and we actually like had this whole thing where they made us take texting off of our phones like and if you it wasn't it's possible (laughs) yeah like you can actually take it I don't know if you can do it now but I had that for a while like it wasn't you didn't have to but if you didn't you were kind of like looked down Mm. upon so like there was a period and also your parents were probably a little judged like oh why are you letting your child have texting texting. and it's just like really like we didn't have at that point dating myself like we didn't have like iPhones came out when I was in like 12th grade or something yeah no that makes sense no yeah we had like the old phones that Mm -hmm. like didn't probably have any internet or anything you had to probably pay for texting yeah you know that's what it was exactly exactly like you had a limited amount yeah so like it was really strict like I didn't have like any social media I asked that because I feel like I would be that girl like at home trying to sneak the phone to like watch your show on Netflix and then reach out to you to be like how do I like yeah become like you so like I'm wondering if women or girls or men even are contacting you but then I'm like can they even contact you so like are people reaching out to you yeah what's been really amazing about the show is like you have those people who either have like been through a similar experience in any religion not like specifically Judaism Mm -hmm. um just like being like oh my god like I was raised the same way in like an ultra religious environment and I no longer this or people who are Mm -hmm. like I want to do that like how but it's hard to really help people in that sense besides give them like the courage to find their happiness it's so personal it's so personal it's a personal journey like there's not like a specific guideline you can follow there are some organizations there's this Jewish organization called footsteps that helps Hmm. people who come from ultra-religious backgrounds like transition out and like helps them find jobs it's a really cool organization so I generally push people if they're old enough in that direction that's Um, awesome I think that's the other thing like this isn't just like a Jewish thing yeah it's like every religion has these um like ultra religious like you said sectors Mm -hmm. and it could happen to anyone where they feel like they're in a religion that's maybe not right for them and they want to step outside of it and I even have heard a lot of people that grew up in like an ultra catholic Mm -hmm. scenario where now they're like 
they thought they couldn't have sex and they were shamed and yeah. now they're adults and they're figuring that out. So I think it's just eye-opening to have people in general on TV talking about this. Yeah. Because it's not very it's kind of like taboo in a way. Yeah, taboo and also just like you see all the different like aspects of religious following. Like my brother's fully religious and like Ben and I are modern orthodox, so we're mm-hmm. like in between and then you have my mom and sister who aren't yeah. religious at all. So like I've gotten also a lot of messages of people who are like religious but not crazy strict and they're like we've never seen that in between on TV. Yeah. So like it's so nice to see that because you kind of usually see like, you know, really polarizing sides, never That's like so a, in between. Yeah, and also I think what's different about you is that like you fully had your family support. Yeah, for sure. And even your dad, who chose to stay within like the religion and be super religious, he still like stood by you guys. And I think when people are asking you for advice, it's probably hard because not every family's like that. Like for you're sure. in a very rare situation, I feel. Yeah, no, I'm really, really lucky. Yeah, that I have support. That's what I also say to people. I'm like, my mom did the hard part. Like, yeah. I had that support coming out. And if I choose to go either direction, I have people supporting me on both sides. So I definitely am really lucky in that regard. And I, there's lots of people who leave their families or leave their friends because they don't accept them for their choices. And that's really sad. That is really sad. What's it? Okay, I want to talk about marriage a little because okay. I'm single as a Pringle. Um <laughs> What's it like if I married the person that I was dating at 19? Like, I think we'd be happy. Like, he was a perfectly great guy. He actually just got married oh last weekend. <laughs> but he was a great guy. Um, and I, I, we probably would have been happy. So, like, I, I hate when people are like, why do you, you know, you marry someone so young, you change. It's like, yeah, but you can grow together. Exactly. And like, yeah. you and your husband, it looks like, are really, like, growing together and setting your own traditions and your own belief system. What's it been like just being married and now navigating it that there's so much, like, public opinion? Yeah, so being married, I feel like it's, like, all I've known, really, yeah. as an adult. So it's hard for me to, like, pinpoint that. Um, I think definitely, like, not having kids was like the best thing ever because I feel like if I did have kids I don't know if I'd still be married because like how do you navigate like Mm. your own personal growth and children so true um like I think it's really challenging for people who get young who get married young and have babies young to do both like I don't know how they do it um but I think like the fact that like we've always had like a very good sense of communication and like open about where we're at Mm -hmm. so like we don't always have to be on the same playing field as long as like we have the same core goals or like values yeah then like if one is either playing catch-up or isn't on the same level like as long as you respect each other like you're you can be okay I think it comes from like saying like no I can't you can't do that like no I can't where did you like you obviously learned that from someone though like where your like I know your parents wound up getting divorced but they you have such a respect for your husband and a very like mature outlook on marriage that I feel like is very grounded where did that come from maybe because my parents had a bad relationship Mm. I wanted to try to figure out like other ways around that um yeah like you know but I, but I, you know, I don't think it's one specific thing. Yeah. I feel like you want, I also feel like if you're marry your best friend, like that's like your best bet. Just because like I think you, whoever, I have like I'll say friends who like they definitely love their spouses. Do they necessarily like like them always? Like not so much. 
Um, So I feel like like and love is different and like like is what keeps you together, not love. If that makes sense. No, it's so true. Like, you actually have to be friends at the end of the day and like, yeah. enjoy the person that you're with. <laughs> yeah, like, you want to, like, enjoy hanging out with them. Like, they should be, like, your favorite person to hang out with. And, yeah. like, you shouldn't get sick of them. Your family looks so fun. Like, the videos of you guys at Surf Lodge dancing. <laughs> I was dying. Oh, my God. I know. That was amazing. People were hating. I'm like, you're just jealous that you can't What? People were hating like on that. it? Oh I, was, my God. Lo- I was like, I wish I was there. I'm yeah. having FOMO. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so fun. So... Mm. You guys still are, like, super close. Yeah. Um. What, like, has changed since the show? Like, are there any updates? Like, is your brother dating someone? Like, anything that you can My share? My brother is not dating anyone, but he's been getting a lot of girls in his DMs. Oh, it's probably the best kind of dating yeah. situation for him but, right now. So this is the thing that I've learned. So, like, I never was in the dating era, yeah. like, with apps or DMs or anything. And you need to make your, pu- your profile public. I see this mm. on every, like, people. If you're sliding into anyone's DMs, you need a public profile because, like, how's someone supposed to see who you are from your little profile picture? I get DMs from guys and same thing. They're private. And I'm like, no, you're not going to request to follow them. No. (laughs) And also, oh, yesterday someone DMed me and they're like, hey, um, I'm a simp. Can I pay you? (laughs) So I was like, sure, here's my Venmo just to see. Did he? And I was like, let's just see what yeah. happens, like, as a joke. And then he was like, do you have Cash App? Which I don't. And I was like, okay, this, this is too is, much yeah, now. Yeah, like, yeah. It was funny for a second, but, like. That would have been funny. I know. I was like, let's see if this person actually pays me. Um, yeah, no, I agree. Like, I think having a public profile is, like, a major thing. I was dying at your sister, um, like, making out at the company party oh or whatever. God. Yeah. <laughs> because your reaction, like. I totally understand. That's something me and my sister would yeah. react towards each other. I'm the younger sister making out okay. on the couch. And my sister's the older sister being like, Alyssa, get it together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> At first I was like, oh my God, people are going to think I'm so mean. And then they're like, no, like this is legit. Like, no, you were you justified. You have valid, valid thoughts. It is a company party. I was dying. No, 100%. Like I feel like since I'm the younger sister, I'm always like – the wild one mm-hmm. like you, somehow you always get coins is that even though I'm like really not that wild at all yeah but compared to my sister she's like the more reserved one yeah, yeah. And- <laughs> exactly exactly but that's okay like that makes you get along you balance each other out it really does yeah and it's it was nice to see your family dynamic because you guys like all had differences but you had the like utmost respect for one another and I think it's really rare because there's so many family dynamics where you like talk down to each other or like I always joke I'm like I'm the worst version of myself around my family because I'm so comfortable around them that like I'm crazy but my mom will be like you're so moody and I'm like no one else in my life would would think I'm moody because I just my mom says that to me I was like I don't treat other people this way but for some reason when you're around family you want to rip their heads off but I saw that you guys like really did just have this like mutual like respect for one another even though you were going through so many different like growing phases yeah I think that definitely like came with time and like maturity and realizing that like who are you to tell someone how they should lead their life or what they believe in or what that makes Mm -hmm. them happy so I think like once we all internalize that like we value family like that's what we want ultimately like Mm. who cares what you believe in as long as you love each other and like we all enjoy each other's company and we're all like a similar age range now and adult which is really nice 
Um, my little brother's getting there. <laughs> that's literally just like a rule of the world, though. Yeah. That people should live by. But it's, people don't. Yeah. It's <laughs> like just let people, like as long as there's respect, let people live their lives how yeah. they want to live them. And I wish more people thought that way mm-hmm. because – yeah it's just such like a good rule of thumb I feel yeah people don't do that and then like that's what like rips families apart I think is like not being able to realize that just because you're all raised in the same home doesn't mean you all want to lead the same lives Mm. let's say you were to get a season two which I know nothing's confirmed or anything what would you want to show next season like of your of your story of your relationship of your career like what are you interested in showing I feel like we've like done a good job at like telling the story of where we came from Mm. so I feel like being able to focus more on present would be really nice yeah because like digging up like old past things is like uncomfortable um so I feel like we don't have to like specifically focus on that because they'll come up yeah no no they definitely will (laughs) but like it's not you know it doesn't have to be the main focus of it because I feel like that was like very heavy um but I feel like just like showing like what our lives are like now like is interesting also yeah like the stories out there and it's yeah. like how are you guys moving forward, forward now exactly. and growing which even just following you guys on social media like you, like you said you could tell like things are evolving and things are changing exactly. and it, it's really I would be shocked if you guys didn't come back for season two because I think it was just such a like fascinating show I didn't know much about like the religion but there's again like you hear things and you know things and it's just hard until you're actually seeing people go through their own personal struggles yeah it's just like fascinating is kind of the word right and that's like and that I feel like we understood like sharing the story would touch people and like would entertain them and it and it is a really fascinating story so my mom was very die hard on sharing it she's so cool I I gotta talk to your mom because she's the best she Um, is the best so I do this thing called ask Alyssa where we give out advice and I was hoping you could give some advice for me I also think you'll bring an interesting perspective (laughs) okay okay some of them are very long let me try to find some of the the shorter ones Mm -hmm. um Bianca okay here we go I love the podcast the content and guests have been amazing I would love to hear your thoughts on something Please keep my name confidential, always. One of my girlfriends repeatedly dates guys who say they don't want a relationship but then treat her like a girlfriend. She is now flying to another state for the fourth time to see a man who repeatedly tells her that he is down to have fun but that they aren't dating. He says things like, I hope you meet a nice guy who treats you right and jokes about taking other girls on dates. However, he will FaceTime her all the time and compliments her. This makes her think he secretly wants to be more than just friends and just won't admit it. My question is, am I a bad friend if I don't want to hear about this guy or be there for her when she's upset? This is the third guy in a row who has said he doesn't want to date her but treats her like a girlfriend and then she's devastated when the guy moves on with someone else and I'm tired of being there for the inevitable. I'm like a blunt friend. (laughs) My friends know that about me. So I feel like I would take the – I kind of understand where she's coming from. Yeah. Like – I feel like if you have a sit down conversation and be like, listen, like you have a pattern now, mm-hmm. like it's not like the first or the second. I feel like a third means it's a pattern. Yeah. And like if she wants her to be there, then she needs to know that like you can't always have to pick up the pieces. Like I feel like sometimes people need tough love and are like, yeah, because this is like 
this is a pattern. That's like a if pattern. it's a third person. Yeah. I was going to say this almost like as a friend, aside from tough love, like you almost can't even do anything other than like your friend needs to either like see a therapist yeah, or like definitely. get to the root of the issue because it's like a deeper thing with her. It sounds like she has commitment issues. Or she, yeah, like, and sometimes they say when you have commitment issues, you pick people that you know can't commit to for you. For sure, for sure, because you don't want that. Like, you're not ready for yeah. it. But then you can't necessarily be, like, devastated when... And, like, the poor me, this always yeah, happens to me. exactly. No, your girl, you're putting yourself in that situation. Yeah. But I'm, I'm also, like, really blunt. I mean, sometimes. I so. feel like <laughs> I would... I'm trying to think like if this was actually kept happening to my friend I think I'm blunt too but in a nurturing way like I lead with like blunt but like package it in like a compliment sandwich for sure oh for sure like Like like, honesty but like I want to be there for you but like it seems like this is a pattern yeah like like, this is a deeper issue maybe you should look into this mm -hmm. like I think you just need to be transparent and be like you know it's hard for me as a friend to keep seeing you go through the same pattern and I feel like we keep having the same conversation every few months. Exactly. And I think I'm sure like on her on her, it's hard to be able to like truly be there for someone if like they're not willing to be there for themselves in terms of like, you know, yeah. respecting themselves to be like, I shouldn't put myself in this situation if I'm having those feelings. Or tell mm-hmm. your friend to like have a conversation with this guy and be like, Yeah, like what's what is happening? Going on? Yeah, like you're treating me like a girlfriend. Like, are we something more? And if we're not, then like tell her you're there for her to but move on it, from that. It's also kind of like a self respect thing because it's like, what person is going to keep seeing someone that like says he's telling you about other dates? Like, I would not have no, it. No, I, I would So it's be able so to hard for that. me to relate, but I know that this is very common and for people sure. do this. I really so, think it's a ugh. commitment thing on her And, end. like, a self-respect. Like, yeah. she has low confidence or something, which is, like, really yeah. sad. You're in a hard spot. I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> it's so hard to be friends to, like, it's so hard to be a friend to someone that's going through something because you want to be there for them. But at the same time, it's, like, at the expense of your own, like, mental health. Yeah, and, like, and your mental health is really yeah. important. And I feel like to be a good friend, you have to understand that you can set boundaries and be like, I really want to be there for you. This is the third time this is happening. Like, I don't know if I could be that person for this mm-hmm. situation. Yeah. And I think Until that's something's okay. got to give. Yeah. Okay. Next question. Okay. I, think we, I think we answered that one. Um, okay. Ask Alyssa. Sorry, this isn't that juicy. <laughs> it might even be too long. <laughs> but I need your help. Um, okay. I'm really just in a big life funk right now between being a junior in my hometown college with no new friends besides the ones I came here with from high school And I still live at home. I feel left out and just so unhappy. I don't know how to fix it. I don't fit in with my friends. New friends. They became friends on spring break trip. I couldn't afford to go. So I guess these girls made new friends on spring break. Because they're so so clicky. And my same old friends are changing in a sad way. Any tips on romanticizing your own life or tips to feel better about things? I keep chasing what's next and keep thinking, oh, if I had this, I'd be happy. And I don't even know if that's true. I'm so stuck. Feeling like I wish I could start over my life and move somewhere new. Forget everyone and everything. Aww. Oh, my God. Friends are so hard. I mean, I know, like, dating's hard also, yeah. I'm sure. But, like, friendships are really hard. It is. And I totally relate to her because I – well, I'm not, like, close with my high school friends because they're in – they all have like four babies. Um, but I had to make new friends when I moved to the mm. city two and a half years ago. 
And I got really lucky that I, like, knew a person who had a friend. And, like, I kind of made my way into like infiltrated the friend infiltrated group. Infiltrated the friend group, <laughs> which was really, I'm um, really thankful. Yeah. But I recently moved downtown, and I didn't know anybody. And I downloaded Bumble BFF. I love that. Do you know what Bumble BFF? Okay. I do. I okay. always recommend it, but I've never used it. Okay, so I went on Bumble BFF, and I was like, I need to meet people in my area. Because I, I, all my friends were on the Upper West Side, and I was like, I need someone who I can, like, go on a morning walk with and, like, like, grab a drink if I want to. Um, So I highly recommend Bumble. And you met people? And I met people. Like, it was was fun for me because I've never been on a dating app before. So I'm like, swipe, swipe. And then I understand how people are so, like, materialistic because I'm like, "Mm, I would never wear shoes like that. I was just going to say, I don't love that purse. Um, See ya. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But there's so many people. You could filter your interests. So, like, if you're looking Mm -hmm. for a new group, like, I really – like, I had gone on TikTok, and I did a TikTok about how making it friends as an adult is so hard, mm. and so many people recommended it, so I was like, I can, let me download this app. I think social media is, like, such a great way to meet friends, because I've met so many friends throughout the, my situation's different, because I grew up in New Jersey, so, like, right outside the city, half of my friends from, like, home I've known since preschool like we've grown up our whole lives together a lot of them live in the city so when I moved to the city I wasn't like looking for friends because I had friends right but throughout my career I've met friends that have been such a pleasant surprise and a lot of them have been social media friends just from being like in the influencer space or TikTok or whatever it may be I also think there's so many like podcasts like mine that have Facebook groups where you could connect with people in your area that have like the same interests as mm-hmm. you. I don't think you have to move and start over. No. I think also something that I think is important to do is like your friends might have different interests than you currently, but you still have to just sometimes accept your friends for who they are and be like, okay, maybe we don't have the same interests, but we I still love them because we've grown up together and I know they're good people or whatever it may be. Like, you don't have to be just like your friends all the time. For sure. Yeah, and you don't have to, like, make, like, I'm not being friends with you anymore kind Mm -hmm. of statement. Yeah. But if, like, you're looking for, like, new energy. And I feel like it's also okay to realize when you want to meet new people. Mm -hmm. Because I think that's something that people are like, well, these are my friends. We've always been friends. And I feel like having the confidence to be, like, no, like, I have some other interests. I want to find people that have this interest as well. It's hard to make that jump. 100%. But, like, as you said, like, Facebook groups, Bumble BFF, you can, like, filter people by, like, interests, and you find something that you both click on. I think the interesting part about, at least for me, the Bumble BFF was kind of like a date when you go on, you meet yeah, someone for the is. first time. And then, like, do you ask to see each other again? <laughs> That's so funny. I even feel that way when I meet someone like from social media. Like uh-huh. sometimes you click and sometimes you're like, mm. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah, I'm really, you know, but there's nice ways to do that, too. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, and last thing, you're still in college. So like join mm-hmm. some clubs and stuff like there's tons of things that you yeah. could do like inside your community. I feel like that's a good one. As OK, well. the last one is very long. So I'm going to pull it up on my phone. OK, I like skimmed it. Let me find her username. I like your phone case. Thank you. Um, Amazon. So cute. I'm still with my Lumi light up case. <laughs> OG. Oh, we can cut this part <laughs> I always like, okay, here we go. It was so long, but like, I think it's okay. juicy. Okay, last one. Ask Alyssa, FYI, this is long, but I know you like all the tea. I sure do. 
My boyfriend and I have both been through a lot these last couple of months. We both have developed depression in a way neither of us are familiar with since it's very new to us. We have been together for almost two years and absolutely adore each other and know we are each other's person, but I can sense everything going on in our personal lives is slightly taking a toll on our sex life. We don't seem to be in the mood as much as usual and there's no spontaneity. Meanwhile, we always reassure each other that we are the best we've ever had and the way our bodies click, blah, 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 and understand each other. We've never had a problem before this. Then she just gives a little background about like why they're both going through something. Her mm-hmm. dad has an autoimmune disease. His family's going through something. Mm-hmm. So she said, at the end of the day, I can't fault him for what he's going through because we both have family shit. It could just be a lot at times. My question is, what do you think I could do to get the spark between us back and make our sex life come back to fruition? I fear we have been letting everything outside of our relationship dictate our bond. Mm, that's really tough. I think if you're both depressed, like, it's just a hiccup in the road. Yeah. Like, you're allowed, if you're not yourselves, it's almost like you have to do the personal work to be yourselves for everything else to come together. For sure. I think being okay, like, to acknowledge the situation that they're in and to not put pressure. I think when you put pressure on something, like... You know, don't dict just because let's say you were having sex this amount of times before and yeah. now you're not like doesn't mean that there's something like wrong. You can be OK with having that change. But I mean, definitely like you're going through something. Yeah, you're going through something. That's OK. I feel like if it's a, been a long, long time, like then it's definitely like hopefully you're open with. It sounds like she's open with him about like what yeah, she's like, feeling. Do you go to couples therapy? Yeah. Do you, it sounds like you both have like individual things going on to yeah. me. And it's like I don't think the spark is gone forever. It's just a tough like season. I'm curious if it's like do you think it's on both their ends or just like It one? seems like they're both, both right? going through so much that they're just not as like present. Right. I feel like um, – I don't know if you guys watch the show. Like, my mom gave Ben and I some advice to to spice things up. And it was just... And we actually, like, really, like, took it... Like, we're pretty good about it. Like, going on a date night. Like, Mm -hmm. try at least once a week. Or even, like, a making cutting out a little bit of time where you feel like you're getting dressed up or like you're doing something that you enjoy. Yeah. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. It could be getting pizza. Mm -hmm. Um, But just, like, something that, like, you're looking forward to. An activity. Yeah. Like, get um, your heads out of the out stress. Out of it, exactly. Yeah. Like, to not, that you're not focusing on whatever whatever's going on. To, like, have this happy moment that you're looking forward to. So that you're in a happier mindset. Mm. Um, and so it doesn't have to be the whole week. Like, it could just be, like, this one portion that you're focusing on. Just, like, having fun or doing something you both enjoy. Just will yeah. help you connect. And I feel like once you feel more connected, then, like everything else will get go into place that's how I feel like I feel like once you personally get in a better space Mm -hmm. if you guys do adore each other and you do have that connection like you'll find your way back Back, to each other it's just maybe like nurturing that and then also like maybe it's hey let's do a date night tonight and put our phones down for two hours and just connect you know it's something funny that my married friends do which Mm -hmm. like I'm not married so I don't know this to be a thing but like as I've gotten older I've heard about this people my friends shower with their husbands, but it's not necessarily like oh, like a sexual thing. It's like they just will literally shower together, but it's 30 minutes, 
undivided time your phones are away they're like we have some of our best conversations in the shower because oh, we're just like, I wonder if they have the two world. jets because <laughs> I find being in the shower with someone really Me not too. fun I'm like you're the cold one no I'm so cold <laughs> I totally agree like I'm well, like someone's <laughs> always cold so maybe they have two shower heads or like those jets around them yeah you, know you have to have about? like a steam room or something but I just think it's so interesting because also you know who does it um Margaret jo- <laughs> Joseph's on the Housewives of New Jersey she talks about how her and her husband showered together and I'm like I guess this is a thing couples do but they say it's like a really bonding time for them because maybe take a bath together yeah like something because I do agree about the shower thing but it's more just like phones are down right it's just us like we're connecting and like I said it's not even necessarily a sexual thing it's right. just like a undivided no, just attention having like that cutting out that specific time where you are ha- doing something you enjoy whether it's yeah. like food or an activity or getting your favorite ice cream I'm always around food so I can't think about <laughs> other things but like something that you guys both enjoy mm-hmm. like to make that special time I feel like is that like will increase your bond because it feels like your bond you're both focusing on yourselves and not really like yeah. your your togetherness true it's like you have to come together as a couple versus like individuals yeah and if you guys shower with your spouse I want you to I'm so curious like do you have two shower heads or do you have like a a big huge shower I literally didn't know this was a thing until like my college friends are all married and like 50% of them are like oh no we we only shower together I'm like what this is a thing interesting I know people I mean I have I know people that like that's a thing obviously I've showered with someone but to do it Every single time no. is next level, but it's that a is thing. next level. Wow. So I'm just okay, curious. I'm, me too. I'm gonna look at these comments. Yeah. I'm so curious. <laughs> so curious. All right, this was amazing. Thank you so much for your advice. Where could everyone follow you? Stay up to date with what's going on. You can follow me on Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, YouTube, all but have a heart. So literally, you all have everything. You're I such have all the platforms. You're such a social media girl. Uh, yeah, I actually yesterday was just approved to be a YouTube partner, which was really I exciting. Love. I like told my mom, like, go watch my video. There's an ad on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, last question. Do you still work for Elite? Is it? The model? I was doing like a consulting mm. thing for them to help them with their social media. I know that's actually something people always message me like, can you help me with my social media? I'm like, um, this isn't like my profession. Like I was yeah. consulting with them. But it's like my main focus is my own personal stuff. It's too much to do it all. Yeah. <laughs> you got focus on exactly, one thing at a time. Exactly. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, guys. Let's spill the tea. I want to discuss Bachelor in Paradise because um, it's been on and it's drama filled. And I feel like there are a lot of things that we need to discuss. First of all, um, this is kind of probably mean, but like I don't really feel Chris Harrison's absence. Like I have to be honest. Um, it's not that I'm like obsessed with David Spade or Lance Bass or anything. I think they're doing a fine job. But I just I don't think the show's really about the host. So like all that drama for like not that much. Like nothing's really changed. The show is still the same. The only thing that's really like standing out to me is the fact that there's like 45 people on this season. There are so, so many people. I think if I were to be on the beach, the people I'd go for are Grocery Store Joe, Cutie, um, Brendan's obviously super hot. I didn't think he was like great on Tasha's season. I kind of thought he was like dweeby. And now that I'm watching the show, I'm like, ooh, I get the appeal. Who else would I go for? I don't know. Like, I feel like there's not that many people that would like spark my interest. 
But it's been interesting. I think the whole Demi thing is like a little wild. The fact that she came in. I don't know. It's weird because she came in with such an ego. But I almost think that's like a bigger sign of insecurity in a way. Because the second she got rejected you saw her like losing control which to me is like more so insecurity than it is arrogance even though she came in kind of like I'm the shit um I'm not loving that whole storyline I think that the producers definitely made James give her a rose to stick around because they think she'll create drama but I just don't really think I think that's what the bachelor does wrong that like love island and other dating shows don't do the bachelor like forces the narrative too much it's like just let things happen how they're naturally supposed to happen and we'll be entertained they make it so produced and I almost think it's like biting them in the ass but again like it's very entertaining um I think it's really interesting I do think Thomas might be a narcissist I'm not gonna lie I think that there's some weird like tendencies that he is putting out there but at the same time I also think that the other men need to like let it go it's a little dramatic at this point just let himself destruct if he's such a bad person we will see it for ourselves like again everyone's just forcing these narratives down our throats like just worry about yourself let's film them like drunk making out and we'll just like see what happens um okay that's really all for bachelor in paradise i'm excited for becca kufrin to come Except I think she's going to be linked to Thomas, which isn't a vibe because we want better for her. And I feel like her return deserved more justice than being with Thomas. But whatever. Um, I've been watching Manifest, I told you guys, on Netflix. I finished season one. It is the ultimate Hibley. It is the worst show I've ever seen, but I can't stop watching it. Um, I think the acting is like actually pretty bad. I said that the main character looks like Mr. Shu from Glee and like the internet was like equal parts upset with me and then equal parts agreeing with me. Like people were more so upset that I pointed it out because now they can't look at him the same. (laughs) And I don't know if I've told you guys this, but I have such a talent for spotting doppelgangers that like I can't look at that man without thinking Mr. Shu is the main character. Um... So it's it's really an awful show. Like, I got to be honest. It's, um, like, I've watched, like, sci-fi type of shows. Like, I've watched The Vampire Diaries, and I'm, I love it. But I watch this show, and, like, something's missing the mark. Like, it's almost so fake. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's missing the mark, but it's also one of those shows that you can't stop watching because even though you kind of hate it, you kind of love it. And that's why it's the ultimate Hibley. So I am proud to now add Manifest to the Hibley list. And if you are new here, Hibley is hate it but love it. It's when you hate something so much that you actually kind of love it. And that's how I feel about Manifest. So um, in terms of other tea to spill, Love Island wrapped. Um, I feel like all of my shows were on at once. And now suddenly I have nothing to watch which is a little disheartening, which is also probably why I started Manifest. But that Addison Ray movie is coming out on Friday. Uh, by the time this is out, it will have been it will have been aired. So I'll share my thoughts on my Instagram stories and you can go check them out there. I'm sure I'm going to love it. Who am I kidding? I love bad TV. It will probably be a Hibley as well. And yeah, 
um, that's it for this week. So just a reminder again, merch is live. My episodes go live every Tuesday. If you guys are new here and from the interview with Batsheva, don't forget to subscribe. I interview reality stars, influencers. We talk about mental health and taboo female topics. And that's it for this week. I will see you guys next Tuesday.